that still slowly happened over years. So now we shift back to a state like New Jersey, where it's brand new. It's one of the smallest medical markets in the country. And there's really very little brand awareness. There's only about 25 stores right now, and only 14 of them are adult use. So we're now projecting the next two years what's going to happen when that market really opens up. How do we advertise to consumers and get them to like our brand or our store before the competition? From the PodConnect studios, high in the Rockies at the beautiful Beaver Creek Resort, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today at MJ Bulls, we are continuing the fifth annual Cannabis Investor Series sponsored by PodConnects the cannabis industry's exclusive cannabis podcast network that actually allows cannabis companies to advertise. Go to podconnects.com to reach more listeners. On today's show, we're joined by Scott Berman, the president and co-founder from the Panther Group. Scott, welcome back to the show. Hey, Dan. Thanks for having me on. I'm glad you're back. I was looking back. It was been two th- since 2020 is the last time you were on the show. So, a lot has happened in the industry. A lot's happened at the Panther Group. So we we got our work cut out for us if we want to cover everything today. But the Panther Group's roots are in cannabis investments. Your team has been investing, I believe, since 2017. And one of the things that I feel has always differentiated you from other investors is how active you are with each of your portfolio companies. And, and that's where I want to start today. This approach kind of goes against the grain of most VCs. Why does it work so well for you? Well, I think the reason why is because we have a really good team that can offer help to these companies after the funding comes in. We have an investment banker on our team. Our founder, Ramey Tritt, is a physician. He serves on plenty of the boards. My partner, Jordan Tritt, has a finance background, so he helps out with a lot of the portfolio companies on that end. And I have the data and marketing and advertising background, so... A lot of these companies need that kind of help after they already get their funding in the door. Yeah, I think that happens a lot of times because you get so wrapped up in the funding and then you don't realize that, you know, you let some of these other areas slip or maybe with the extra money, it's harder to apply at scale. Plus, and one other thing is you gain firsthand real-time knowledge when you're that close to the fire. Does that help you identify trends and opportunities? Absolutely. We get a lot of inside information about what's happening in these companies. We can see how they're competing in the marketplace. We also focus on so many different sectors that we understand how those sectors are growing. So it could be an ancillary business that's doing fintech services, or it could be a grower that's in California. And so for each one of these opportunities, we understand the state of that sector in that area. And it really helps us for that investment, but also for any other investments that we might be considering. Yeah, and it also gives you a nice foundation to expand beyond investments. And now you offer a range of services that help not just your portfolio companies, but now you're, you're offering this to other companies. Maybe give us any, some of the things that you've changed or some of the ways that you're helping cannabis businesses accelerate their growth. Yeah. So, and as you've stated, it, you know, it came out of the fund investments. So we had done so many different fund investments. We were getting pulled into these different companies and we said, you know, we can help you get to the next level. And that might mean additional funding, another round of funding, like after the first round, a round or something that could mean an M&A opportunity. 
You know, we've had several several of those happen in the last couple of years. But then on the, you know, the lower level, there's also a lot of business advisory services that are needed at these companies. Sometimes it's personnel where they need a new CFO or they need some marketing help, you know, and sometimes it's advertising and getting more leads. So a big part of our focus is actually driving lead gen to these companies and helping them just grow their customers and market share. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see on your website, you talks about I the Panther CMO services. So, so we're helping with marketing. We talked about this a little bit. That's where your strength is, your background. But lead gen, data services, and advertising, those are really essential as if, I mean, for survival, right? Yes. Yeah. And so what we found with a lot of the portfolio companies is in the early days, they're underinvested in marketing. They don't have the right people in place, but they also don't have the ability to collect and analyze and monetize their data sets. And so, you know, an example could be a chain of dispensary stores that has thousands of customers. They don't really know, you know, what customer buys what product at what velocity and what do they spend. And so we help them understand those metrics. Then there, we have ancillary businesses that are trying to sell it could be an HVAC company that's trying to sell to cultivators. It could be a software company trying to sell to dispensaries. So the B2B lead gen side, there's also a lack of data knowledge in the space. So we've compiled a database of over 80,000 cannabis businesses. They're all in our HubSpot. We built machine learning so that we can make matches for people and give them hot leads so that they can accelerate their growth. Wow. Yeah, that's going to be huge. I, I think that's super essential. You know, one of the things that we talked about before we jumped on, and I think it kind of dovetails on what you're just talking about here, is that you've had so much experience watching a new state come online, go to adult use, and watch it transition year one, year two, year three. From an advertising and marketing standpoint, you bring in a new state like, say, New Jersey, advertising approach might be different year one than year four. Yes. But you have that experience and maybe and, and can help these. Is that one of the things that you provide? Absolutely. As you mentioned, we've studied this for a long time. Um, I got my start in all this through politics. And so as the politics of each state changes, then what happens on the ground? And certain things happen after six months and then two years and then four years. And, and I'll give you an example. In California, you know, we started doing distribution in 2015 out there. And it was a free-for-all and it was crazy. If you were able to get product from a grower to a store, you probably could sell it. Fast forward to 2022, there's now 4,000 brands in California. They have to pay slotting fees to get on the shelves. It's become a lot more competitive. That still slowly happened over years. So now we shift back to a state like New Jersey, where it's brand new. It was one of the smallest medical markets in the country. And there's really very little brand awareness. There's only about 25 stores right now, and only 14 of them are adult use. So we're now projecting the next two years, what's going to happen when that market really opens up? How do we advertise to consumers and get them to like our brand or our store before the competition? Before we wrap up, I want to talk about investing a little bit. The industry's always struggled accessing capital, but the last year has been especially hard. And it seems like it's driven valuations down. And I, you know, I hope I'm right on this, but it can't continue to go down. At some point, 
they're going to change. And then when valuations start to go up, they're going to go up fast. Do you think valuations are as low as they can go? And is now the time to invest? I hope so, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I mean, I, I think, look, I think there's still certain sectors where valuations may continue to drop. However, I think the macro issues that are existing now to push things down are as bad as they will be. Okay. And so those are, there's several things that I look to. Number one is the politics. Always come back to that. We haven't had any good news in a long time from Washington. And so if there's a change in the safe banking law or things like that, that could really be a catalyst, which would drive valuations up immediately. That's number one. Number two, the Canada stocks that are, that people know about, I call them like the CNBC factor, you know, the, the cannabis companies they follow on there, none of them have done well. They're all trading at well below their, you know, their, where they should be. And the fundamentals, though, of a lot of these companies are not bad. You know, they're selling a lot of product, they're operating profits, you know, and but the public itself is not interested in investing in those deals. So I do believe, as you said, that there's going to be a time when things change and they change quickly and the valuations are definitely going to go way up. Well, looking back from the last time we spoke, one thing I think people just forget about is that this was deemed an essential service mm-hmm. in most states. Yeah. What more validation do you need? I mean, when this thing happens, it's going to happen so fast. You're going to be like, shoot, I should have invested. Yeah. Before we go, what are some of the advantages that we haven't talked about with working with the Panther Group? Well, I think part of it is we study the space very carefully. We have over 40 investments and we're in 20 different sectors. So we study the ancillary side very carefully. We, we do a lot of plant touching deals as well. We're in many different states. So we look at what's happening in that state and that sector. So we have a lot of information on what's happening on the ground in these cannabis companies. And we have a lot of data. So we understand the numbers, like how they're doing financially. And we also understand how many customers they have and what's their churn rate, how much traffic to their website and things like that. And so we, we keep a very close eye on the metrics that would make these companies successful in the long run. That's one thing. The other thing is, though, we have a lot of experience with exits. We have mergers that we've been a part of. There's been a few public offerings. And so our goal as investors is always returning capital to our investors. And we are laser focused on that. So every time we get involved with the company, we ask, you know, what is the exit plan? How can we make this right for our investors? And that's our focus in year one and year four and year six. It really has to be. It really has to be. Well, we'll have all the Panther Group's info in the show notes. So whether you're interested in investing or working with the Panther Group to expand your cannabis business, just click the links to connect with Scott or somebody from his team. Scott, it's always great to catch up. Thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, thank you, Dan. You always put out such great content, and uh, we love listening to it. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Tune into a major journey podcast today, where guests take listeners on journeys and immerse themselves in the roller coaster ride both in and out of the cannabis space that brought them to where they are today. Throughout our conversations, guests share valuable lessons that they've learned along the way that listeners can use to empower growth both in their personal and professional lives. Check out a major journey today on all major podcast platforms.